Oh, turn it up. Speaking of, did you get your Icon Pass yet, Sean? I'm on IconPass.com dropping in right now. Wow, from just $2.59 adult? Okay, done. Would you all please pray with me? Loving God and Good Shepherd, by the leading of your Spirit, help us to listen for your voice and follow in your paths all the days of our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, our liturgical calendar, the calendar that is the way we organize the life of the church, has been pretty funny for preachers over the last few months. First, we had the fourth week of Advent and Christmas Eve on the same day. Somehow, between four o'clock in the evening and five o'clock in the evening, we went from Advent to Christmas. No one quite knows how it worked, but it happened. We kicked off Lent with Ash Wednesday on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Now, thinking of your own mortality and the sinful nature of your life is the best way to set the mood on a romantic holiday, let me tell you. Then Christ's victory over death was celebrated on April Fool's Day. And I have to tell you, I was quite disappointed at the lack of practical jokes around here on Easter Sunday. I was expecting grapes to be wrapped up as eggs or for no eggs to be hidden for the kids to find. But today, April 22nd, uh, we continue our Eastertide celebration with Earth Day. Now, for a church full of Prius drivers, this is our day to celebrate. It's a day where we celebrate creation. We reflect on our call to care for that which God has given us to steward and to consider how all of that, how our Priusness plays into the rising the church experiences during Eastertide every year. But pairing Good Shepherd Sunday with Earth Day, that's a little odd. Earth Day is an important day of the year, and I'm not just saying that because I'm an Eagle Scout and I got my nature merit badge when I was a kid. Earth Day is a time for us to remember that we all come from different backgrounds. We have different likes and dislikes. Some of us are donkeys, some of us are elephants, some of us were Nikes, some of us are Adidas. We, have, we drive foreign-made cars and domestically-made cars. Some of us on Sunday mornings, we choose to come to church. Others go to the church of brunch over in Boston. But unlike a wedding, where on your wedding day you get to choose who you are going to spend your life with for better or worse, unlike your wedding day, we're all in this together. We don't have a choice. Whether you like it or not, your decisions are connected to me. And my decisions, what I do in this world, are connected to you. So if we play our cards right, we'll leave the earth a little better. We'll hand it off to our kids, and they'll do even better. On the flip side of that, if we don't, temperatures will rise, the polar ice caps will continue to melt, and Ohio will have oceanfront property in a few years. But Earth Day is a day when we clean streams, we pay attention to what goes into the bins during church, and some of us will reconsider maybe a vehicle purchase that we made last year. Because while it might be a fun car to drive or it's our dream car, 
it might not have been the best choice considering an aircraft carrier gets better gas mileage. Earth Day isn't an important day on our calendar. But there is something more important happening today. We are still in Easter tide. Today is Good Shepherd Sunday. And what exactly does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm not sure, but I would hope that by now you've deduced that in our scripture reading that Amanda read for us, Jesus is the good shepherd, not us. That makes us, at best, sheep, and some of us, probably more of us than we'd like to think, are the hired hands. For Jesus to speak these words using statements like, I am, I am the good shepherd, that was radical for the time in which Jesus is telling this parable. Jesus' I am declarations echo the words Yahweh spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. I am who I am. So in this parable, in this little story that most of us gloss over every year, Jesus with his I am-ness is declaring not only his obedience and his divinity, but at the same time he's connecting his Jewish lineage to his humanity, to his divinity. In this one moment, we're seeing all of who Christ is and who, what Christ has come to do. Jesus was not your run-of-the-mill shepherd. Now, while he does things like guide and lead and feed those who are following him, he was also willing to sacrifice his own life for the sake of his flock, for the sake of those who were following him. But Jesus takes it a step further a step that probably frustrated most of the people following him in the first century, and I know that it continues to frustrate us because you all tell me this all the time. While the shepherd has his gathered flock now, the shepherd is continually bringing new people into the flock, keeping the gates open to those who were previously not allowed to join or who had yet to hear the good news that Christ has come to proclaim. We, those of us who consider ourselves already welcomed into the flock, become frustrated because we think, we think that we've put in the work. We've done the right thing. I know that I've checked the right boxes, and I'm sure most of you have too. We've checked the boxes that we say need to be checked and that others in our lives tell us have to be checked in order for the shepherd to bring us into his flock and watch over us. And then that new sheep comes in, that new person joins the flock, one that we've seen outside the flock. We know what that person has done. We know that he has not led a holy life. We've seen her put the wrong plastic into the blue bin. We've seen her not even put the plastic into the blue bin. And yet the shepherd welcomes all of us, all of these people into the flock with a gate that was intentionally left open. We're frustrated. We get frustrated because they aren't fill-in-the-blank enough. They aren't green enough. They're not spiritual enough. They're not organic enough. They don't pray hard enough. But what happens with, when Christ leaves the gate open for others to come in? We learn that Christ, that God is not interested in what you are not enough of. So if you're not green enough, spiritual enough, organic enough, or maybe you don't pray enough, 
God's not interested in that. The community created by the shepherd is open and inclusive. All are invited to join this community being formed. There is no one outside the reach of the shepherd, and no one is so far gone that they cannot become part of what Christ is doing in the world. Because the risen Christ is the shepherd, and people like me aren't, our deepest fears, insecurities, and separations can be healed by Christ. So whether you drive a Prius or a Jeep, whether you eat processed grains or you are an organic vegan, the risen Christ invites you. The risen Christ invites you to come through those gates and join what has already been created. Earth Day during Eastertide is a reminder that the Good Shepherd, Christ himself, who was crucified and then raised on the third day, died for you, whether or not you recycle. And because of this love, the love freely given by the obedient servant of God, the Good Shepherd, we are freed from creation care. We're freed from Earth Day events as an obligation that we have to do. And instead, caring for the earth then is a response to the love and grace of God that we receive from Christ through the cross and the empty tomb. Creation care then turns from a following command that was given to us to an expression of loving one another and loving God. Thanks be to God. Amen.